Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 32. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love you to subscribe, and you can always reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. And if you're watching the video version of this podcast that may or may not exist, we haven't quite decided yet if that's going to be the case, uh, you will see there's another person here with me today. Uh, Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine and dandy. How are you, buddy? You know, I'm getting through. It's another day, another Thank dollar, you. right? Oh, yeah. It always is, right? Yeah. Did you did you wine with DeWine today? I did not wine with DeWine. I believe I was playing Assassin's Creed while he was doing his thing. And then I um, did do, do some catching up afterwards and to find that, hey, you know, things are pretty much... You're taking it easy and stuff's opening up, but doesn't really seem to affect me or my family right now. So yeah, all right. It's a it's a weird kind of thing because it's like it's we're waiting for news that's kind of being like, is it okay to go outside? That's the thing. Like it's like he's got pressure from different groups saying it, you know, and trying to do the safest for everybody. And I truly respect what he's done and super excited that the. Ohio's where it is with what's going on, but the only way to know is to see, you know, right. like, hey, let's open this up a little bit, and if things are okay, then we'll keep going, but if things aren't okay, we'll go, maybe mm, that wasn't such a good idea. Right. I mean, most of this is just a guessing game itself. It's like we kind of have an idea, but at the same point in time, we like, you know, Kayla and I were talking about it as once they open things back up and we all start going back to work you're going to see possibly another surge. And then it's like, how do they react in that kind of standpoint? And there's not a right or wrong answer per se. It's just, who's going to, who's going to make the bigger mistake. Who's going to look like more of a fool. Yeah. And the other thing too, is like science, everybody's like, yeah, science, science, it's experimentation. You don't know. So the only way to figure it out is go, well, based on what we know, this should be safe. We'll try it. It's an experiment. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, we'll go, oh, that didn't work. And go from there. Yeah, and then try again next time. Um, exactly. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a, a weird intro. But uh, uh, <laughs> my buddy Jake's on, on, the, on the podcast today. Uh, I met Jake uh, through the last podcast, Running Beer and BS. And we, uh, we were hosting a 50K and we're like, hey, we asked our listeners if they wanted to come out, and we really didn't expect anyone to come out. And Jake came out and ran the entire thing, uh, had the yeah. highest ABV beer at every single place we went. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it was a, I remember our jaunt heading up uh, the Olentangy Trail from, uh, oh, what's the one that's in Clintonville? Is it uh, Lineage? Lineage, yeah. Yeah, we were coming up from Lineage, and like you just like helped my sorry ass, like, as I'm like moping, getting up up to Zaftig, I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, why do mm -hmm. I do this every year? But but yeah, that's how that's how we met. So uh, thanks for being on the show today yeah. and, and chatting with me. My pleasure. I'm really excited that my claim to fame to be on this podcast about running with purpose is the guy who can who got the most drunk at one of your running with you. So I'll take it, man. Yeah. Like everybody else is like, oh man, I met this person that really super enthusiastic and they're doing this great work and here's my drunk, drunk friend jake <laughs> i mean i didn't bring up how you ran into the pole on broad street oh wait 
I mean, um, it was a matter of time before you did. I don't know why. <laughs> that that's you know, who I am. Right, right. But, Nothing wrong with it, man. So, uh, yeah. so on that note, how about we give give the uh, listeners just maybe a little bit of four one one on you, uh, and then we'll kind of get into our topic today. So, I am a former teacher. Did fourteen years in middle school and elementary school. Um, moved into the beer industry, uh, worked at combustion, and I'm currently, I guess, I'm on furlough from Pretentious. Uh, do sales for them. And, uh, you know, in the time right now, it's a little business. And they're like, hey, we got, we're shut down for things. So it's like, it's going to be better for you guys to collect an employment while we're waiting to see what happens. And so, you know, wife is like, hey, you were the enthusiasm coordinator at Potentious. Be the enthusiasm coordinator here at the house. So um, got two kids, a seven-year-old and an 11-year-old. And both of them are like every other kid in Ohio learning from home. So while the wife is upstairs working from home, it's my job to make sure the kids are getting their stuff done and making sure everything's going well, going well around here. So I'm Mr. Housewife. Nice. Hey, nothing wrong with house husband. Yeah, no worries. I mean, anyway, you want to look at it, same thing. And, and you know what? The, I don't think you're doing too bad of a job because uh, you still have a house. So not burnt down. That's true. It's true. The children are still alive. And, um, you know, the, the 11 year old is um, pulling her grades up from like, you know, just things and missing assignments. And you go, she's like, oh, I didn't realize this. Or, and, yeah, like to everybody out there who's, you know, has to go in or um, going out to work or working from home or trying to handle, well, I'm working from home and trying to get my kids to take care of their stuff. Like, huge respect to you guys. Cause, yeah, we have the privilege of working out like our, like we are right now. So yeah, yeah, I see I see people all the time, and I'm just like, I don't know how you do it. Like I I said that with kids in general, and mm-hmm. now like they're like, oh, but you're with them all the time, and they have to learn things from you, and you can't just say go to school and leave me alone for eight hours. Um, you can, but it technically doesn't work out that way. That's true. That's true. Like, I mean, you yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but so Jake and I, we've been trying to get together, I think since like last October to make mm-hmm. it, to make an episode work. And it's just been, just been back and forth. It's always one thing or another. Um, but yeah, yeah it only took a national, actually, you know, international crisis for this to happen. That's so. true. Hey, thank you. COVID-19 for yeah. making this happen. <laughs> Can I say that? Thanks, <laughs> Well, I just said it doesn't matter if I could or not. Um, so one thing we were we were talking about uh, the last few days is kind of this topic of things being unknown, you know, and, and races and that sort of thing. And, you know, a couple episodes ago we did, I did an episode on uncertainty, which is kind of a similar thing. But I think some of this uncertainty of not knowing, I mean, I guess uncertainty in like what you will do and unknown of what will anyone do, like when is anything yeah. going to happen? I think it works out well. I mean, we both recently did our own virtual race, um, which I think will be a, a cool thing to talk about. So how did your, what kind of gave you the idea of going and doing your, I think you, what you call it, the virtual lone wolf 50 K? Yeah. Um, basically what keeps me going running, um, is the fact that it's social, um, and the fact that 
you can sign up for race and you're going to these systems. You're like, I paid money for this. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to, you know, fail at this or whatever. So you're like, okay, well, I signed up for this system. That means I have to get ready for that. Distance. And so with, you know, with the Rona, um, you can't be gathering 10 people or more. So races are getting delayed, um, getting postponed, uh, becoming virtual. And so then there goes that thing of like, well, I don't have anything to distance wise to get ready for. So then it becomes easier when the alarm goes off early in the morning and you don't have to be in work for like nine ish or even not that. Cause kids don't have to be going on school right on time or whatever. So it's, then it's really easy just to be like, well, yeah, let's all sleep in today or whatever. So without that, with that disappearing, it became easier to be like, eh, I don't need to run today or whatever. And then with like, running with friends and just on the social diet, it makes it more fun to be out with people. And then, yeah, you, I know a ton of people are still doing, like, yeah, we're doing it together, but we're maintaining six feet of distance, we're being very safe, and yeah, go for it. But from what I read, safest way to do it is to do it alone. So that's what I started doing, and without, for everyone, for me, the hardest thing is to just get started. Like, once you get started, then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did this, mm. not for doing it. But without like, okay, I'm going to do a, a 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. run. Because the other thing is, you're home, you're like, I've got time all day. I'll do it later in the afternoon. And then you're like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I didn't do that. So for me, run, morning runs work better. And what's best is, shoot, I'm going to see, somebody's expecting me to see me on the trail at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whenever. And I better be there. And that's what gets me up in that accountability. So since I'm not running with anybody, that goes out the door too. So talking to friends about it and, you know, expressing frustration about it, basically I talked to one buddy and was like, hey, like we had both signed up for uh, Cleveland Marathon and he was thinking about, well, I'll just run it virtually. And I got thinking about it. I'm like, well, I've never been to Cleveland, but I've never run Cleveland. And I could run the Cleveland Marathon virtually just running around here, distance around here. And like the part of the appeal of traveling somewhere and doing a race somewhere is that new experience going to even, even a town that you may, you may have been to before, but seen in a different way. Like you, like even when I run around on roads around here, I haven't run around on before, but I've driven my car around before. I'm like, that house is there. I've never really seen it. You just zip by it. But so like going to Cleveland, like, I want to be, if I'm going to do Cleveland, I want to be in Cleveland. It's not only that, like, you get to stay somewhere new, you get to check out new restaurants, new breweries, you know, it's a whole thing. So I talked to my friend, and he talked about doing virtually, and I was like, you know, you can do that if you want, but I'm going to defer to next year. And he's like, well, okay. And I talked to him about it. He's like, that honestly makes a lot of sense. So you want to do something together. He's like, well, well and and, this, and you see other people doing it too, where they'll do a run and they'll FaceTime each other during the run or they'll text with each other. And people are using technology and connecting, even on runs in front of town and all that stuff. 
song. So for me, it wasn't me coming up with anything original. It's just me and another buddy going, let's do this together. And so I was like, okay, and talk about it. And like, and I mentioned it to another friend, and, he's like, and he happens to have just moved to Georgia. He's in Atlanta now. And he's like, well, I want to do something. Can I do it too? And I was like, well, sure. Like, what do you think about doing? He's like, I'm not sure yet, but just, you know, sounds like fun. Like, well, you want to do it. What do you think about us, like, making a Facebook event and inviting other people? He's like, that sounds great. And more than there. Talked about it with Andrew. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. So, like, I don't, maybe a handful of people did it with us um, virtually. And, you know, it's a lone wolf. You're out there by yourself. But the idea of doing it with pack support, like, you're, you still got your pack in your form of your phone. And, like, I did a lot. Like, I was out there by myself for seven and a half hours. But I was, you know, doing Instagram live videos and, and texting back and forth with people. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't out there by myself. Right. Um, and, you know, doing, knowing that I had a buddy who was also going to be getting up about the same time and going out at the same time, got me up and got me going. And, you know, it, it wouldn't have happened otherwise. And I'm super happy I did it. And it's cool because there's like one of our friends, it was, she did it with us and she ran her first full marathon. Nice. Like she signed up for Glass City and then she was going to do that virtually. She's like, well, I'll do that with you guys. Can I do that? Too? I was like, yeah. And she, who, so like super happy for her, super happy for everybody. And, you know, it was a, something I did selfishly, honestly, to keep me motivated, keep me going. Because, uh, you know, when you're like, well, I'm doing this, this 50 for this day, well, shoot, I better make sure my long runs happen at the very least. Um, and I mean, I've done 50 case before, but it was a new thing in a new way. And, yeah, so. for sure. I yeah. think I think a lot of these, when we do these kinds of runs like that by ourselves and kind of use that as our own motivation almost to, to continue on you know, doing the training and stuff like that. Cause I remember when I had gotten the emails and we, I think we get a lot of it up here being up in the Midwest is all of our races are now <laughs> like, you know, the spring is like the hopping time for us because we finally got some decent weather and, and, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where all of our races, I mean, you know, I had two races and you talk about glass city and in Cleveland, I'm like all these different races that were all happening within three weeks of each other. Oh, um, yeah. so it's thunder bunny, there's, forget the PR. Oh yeah. Ultra. Oh yeah. Even if you start accessing the ultras and stuff like that, then you forget about it. like the, the amount of races that are around. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and mm-hmm. half of them are possum races. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's, it's interesting when you kind of get, use that as your motivation and saying, you know what? Cause it's not easy. It's a lot easier just to be like, I'm going to sleep in. Cause I don't have to drive to work now. Like, or and I was right. taking the bus. So it's like the bus would take me about 45 minutes to get to the office. So it's like, well, then I've got to get on the bus, get to get downtown, then walk to the office. And I'm like, well, now I don't have to do any of that. So I'm like, oh, I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just sleep in for 30 more minutes. And I can, yeah. I felt myself getting into that. And I mean, luckily I was still semi training, but I had mm-hmm. no business going out and trying to do what I did um, last Monday because it was like, I hadn't, I hadn't really hit a good long hard run in a while 
it was almost like I was I had been tapering since the announcement. And that may yeah. have been why I felt so good and why I was able to run like I did. But I was like, I that could have been a recipe for disaster because I was in, <laughs> I was in no way, shape, or form like in a, in a good enough shape to be able to try to do what I did. Yeah, and it's like with anything, like there's like you like. Well, I went into it's kind of like your tapering, like life changes and you have to mourn it, like you. Like there's lots of stuff about people being like, you got all this time on your hands, like you should be doing this great stuff, and you got you got to give yourself permission to be like, this is different, and I have to adjust. Mm-hmm. And like the kids and I developed a schedule for you know school days, just to not just hey get your schoolwork done, but also hey there's music and arts time, there's reading time, there's and when we follow the schedule, they go split. They feel accomplished. I feel accomplished. Um, and the day goes a lot faster. And it's better. And so it's like, about once a week, something happens and the schedule gets a little off. And I'm that guy that likes things. Hey, it's going to be this way. And so if this, and then, if this, and then if this doesn't happen, if like, well, Asher's Zoom meeting with his class happens at this time, and that's usually this time. And then I'm like, well, you're doing that. So I'm going to do this other thing. And then, Oh, schedule one out the window, and that around here happens about once a week, but that's okay, right? And talk about it. I think, I think um, a lot of that right now is is having that flexibility that's so mm-hmm. important where it, it can be difficult for us to. to understand that hey, things are things are in a weird state right now, anyways, and mm-hmm. if we try to be so rigid to a specific way of doing things that's going to cause more stress and anxiety and it's not going to help the issue because guess what? We're stuck with each other anyways. So it's like, you can't just like get frustrated and like, I'm going to go to the mall. And like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to go over to this bathroom. Right. Got the iPad. See you in a couple hours. It's, you can't do that. And that's not healthy. No, it's, it's, and it really isn't. I mean, and if anything, it's kind of, bringing up our unhealthy habits of like, Oh, well how stupid and childish is that kind is that kind of reaction? But yeah, I mean, I think having that motivation and it's a balance between having the motivation, but also having the flexibility of if something happens where if I wake up one morning and I don't feel a hundred percent, it's like knowing you're like, okay, give yourself a break. You know, maybe there's not a race coming up maybe you don't need to kill yourself. Maybe this is, maybe this is a good time, especially for a lot of runners and stuff that don't give themselves breaks. I mean, I know I don't, I was going for nine races this year, trying to knock mm-hmm. off these States. And, and now all of a sudden it's like, no, you're not. I think I had four that have been canceled or postponed yeah. and it's like, and they were all in the spring and I'm like, well, you know, what now, but it's, it's teaching me to focus on different things and, you know, get ahead on some projects and maybe organize my life in such a way that can kind of make things more beneficial for me when things do get back on track. Um, I don't like to say back to normal because I don't, I don't want normal because normal's where comfort is. Um, and we need to definitely, you know, continue to push in that discomfort and push ourselves to, to things that we didn't think were possible and didn't think that would come out of this circumstance. But yet once things get back on track, um, that's definitely going to be something where I'm going to have to be a little more, I'm hoping the disciplines I learn now kind of carry yeah. into that. I think, I think we can definitely not necessarily count on it and just be like, I'm going to rest on my laurels and it's going to be great. But like, I think everybody's learning. Hopefully everybody's learning things about themselves. 
during this time because you're just going through life and you're like, this is what's going to happen. And then everybody got, everybody got blindsided and you're like, okay, well, that's gone. That's right. gone. That's gone. And you just go, you know, all right. And it was an adjustment and you're like, you're like, I don't like normal. Like it, it was strange. The idea of, okay, we're sheltering in place. And knowing that DeWine's announcement was coming today, like I started thinking about this week, and I'm like, I'm not ready to go back to the way things were before. I'm adjusting now. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of scared me that way. Life was fine before. We were busy. And now we're not. Like before, I was like, okay, which three or four things are on the calendar today? Now it's, are there two things on the calendar this week? Okay. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's different. Um, but you adjust. And I think it's about planning. Um, and I think, it, I think it's with anything, you got to have a plan. But you also got to be able to adjust the plan on the block. And like, that's what the running that 50k by myself it was a beautiful day but there was a point where i'm like okay i'm almost home but i'm definitely out of water and i you know got home got myself a couple bottles of water and drank them down and it was fine um but you know even like my route i planned out i was like okay well, this is going to be this and then i started thinking about like well this will be safer if i go this way and sit up this road but that'll add distance and you know change things on the fly and you know also being open to just stuff that happens that this that happens in out there like early on the run i was running by a couple horses who were looking at me and they started approaching the, the fence and so i crossed the road and stopped and petted them a little bit and talked to them and was like thanks for coming out today and you know, it's just this nice little moment that I wasn't, right. like, if you'd ask me like, Hey, on that road, are there horse stuff? Like, no, there's not. And then there were, and, and I've been up and run down that road lots of times before. But, um, but yeah, just little surprises. And even the way I laid out the 50K, I headed from, I was on the east side of Columbus, headed all the way downtown behind uh, Coastside Genoa Park. And that was my turnaround point. And I took a new Hagen Broad. It's a bad idea for safety reasons. So I took Main back. And that was pretty much a long, straight shot. I saw that. And, oh, I saw that route. And I was like, there is no, that would have been mine. I would have rather like zigzagged in between roads to get like, just add five more miles. I don't even care. Like yeah, I just saw yeah, that yeah. long, straight line straight out east. I'm like, oh my goodness. And honestly, if I, you know, prior re- to have redone it, I may have done heading down Maine as the first way and then zigzag back um, the way back. But, you know, once you're committed to it, you're doing it. And there's stuff to see. But it's not a lot of prettiness along there. And I mean, Bexley, of course, you know, Whitehall, all that stuff. Like, there's, there's little things of, like, even... 
you just find ways to entertain yourself or you take moments and you go, okay, things hurt. I mean, I'm slowing down, but we're going to keep going. And that's that thing. Like in life, like you, 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 if you're like, I don't have a plan. I'll just make it up as I go. You can do that, but you're going to lose a lot of time and you're going to lose a lot of opportunities. And, but like, the 50K, I, I knew my, pretty much knew my, knew my route, had that planned out, knew, expected how long I was going to be out there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to need this much water, this many moon tablets, uh, this much food to take, take care of myself. Because, you know, other times you can just be like, well, I'll just take some money with me and, it, and I'll stop at a 7-Eleven or a gas station or whatever. I don't know yeah. what's open or what's you not. Can't count right on now. that right now. Yeah, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take everything I need with me." And like, even at some point where I was heading back on Maine, and I was like, "All right, I have to use the restroom." Don't know what's open. Don't know what's safe. Right, and there's not too many. There's not too many places on Maine you can just like duck behind. No, no. Um, but I did find one, uh, and everything was fine, but you know, it's just a bad thing. Like you, you gotta, you gotta plan, but there's stuff that you can't anticipate and stuff that happens that are going to, you know, surprise you I mean, either in good ways or bad ways. And you gotta be able to go, you know what? Okay. Yes. And I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like what so, Mike Tyson's quote, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And yeah, and that's, yeah. that's yeah. it's like a real it's a real thing to to really think about that you know you have to plan you want to have these things but you also need a little bit of that flexibility but I think what this time in in our culture in our country in our environment has kind of taught me of just like some things we take way too seriously and mm-hmm. we put too much faith and hope in things that we shouldn't. I think I've seen a. Yeah. I think I've seen a lot of people <clears throat> turn from more of that capitalistic approach into more mm-hmm. of how how can I help? How can I be a part of things? Which made me feel good that it's like, hey, you know, people aren't pe- there. There, there are more decent people out there than I, than well, I had initially realized. Um, yeah, I mean, not to say that I think people are bad inherently, but it's something where you're kind of seeing you're seeing people's like true colors come out in a thing. It's like, you know what? People do care about people and they're trying to help out in, in one way, shape or form. I mean, Kayla, Kayla and I haven't been, you know, we, we saw a very involved volunteering and stuff in the church and, and doing stuff with some of our friends. And it's like, you know, I'm still, I'm still going out and, you know, but it's like, well, I'm not going to go to certain people that I know are, you know, immune, immune compromised or have health conditions or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I know anyone can get this and it's not, I'm not trying to say that, I'm probably doing what the governor wants me to do because I'm definitely not. Um, but it's, it's kind of just being, uh, being a good person. And you kind of see that going through society right now for the most part. Yeah. It's, it's about intentionality too. Like we, the wife has exercised at least asthma. We don't know if, how things would affect her, you know, or anything, but and also, she's just really sensitive to okay, what medically what's going on, and and she's like I think we ended up 
um, starting to stay at home before the governor, maybe a week or two before the governor said to. Mm-hmm. And um, you, I, I bet you guys are out more often than we are. But for us, like being intentional, like, like I'm calling up people and FaceTime people that I haven't in years. And, um, you know, I can always be better at things, but uh, just that intentionality that, mm-hmm. that, well, I could sit here on my phone and just scroll, or I could take that device and go, hey, mom, dad, how are you doing? What do you need? Like, or just <laughs> that thing, too, of like calling somebody and they're like, hey, what's going on? You're like, nothing. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's that's a lot of how conversations go, right. and or like I was I'm talking about I was trying my mom's call the other day, and I'm, I'm like, tell me all the things, and she's like, there's nothing going on, and the like, so we talked about what book she's reading, what show she's watching. In fact, like my dad got her a big TV as an early birthday present, and she may not have mentioned it, but like it's. The, the rules are different now. Yeah. The stuff that we go, well, this isn't worth mentioning. No, it's, it's, it's the everyday, it's the little moments. It's, you know, it's sharing life. Like, you see, like, people are watching movies together. Like, it's, it's a little thing, but you're reconnecting. And I, like, Zoom meetings wear me out. Yeah, because <laughs> used to not talking to people, or you got so many people on the screen at one time, you're trying to watch everybody at once. And it's you know, I did one night where I did one Zoom meeting right after the other, and it got down. So I was a little exhausted. Yeah, but but you got you got to get your face out there, and you got to let people know that you care. Right. I, I think uh, I think there's a good. I'm sorry. That, yeah, you're fine. You just let them know that they're not alone. And it reminds you to that, Hey, I'm not, I'm not doing this on myself. I'm so. Yeah, for sure. There, you know, our, our pastor had made a mention of like, this is, this is the first time in, in our lifetime really that we can say that like everyone is literally going through the exact same thing right now. So it's having those like real community engagement. Like the amount of times I go by parking lots, like we live um, right near the movie theater. I'm not going to give exactly where he live. I don't know why I was about to say that. I'm like, this is exactly where I live. Come find me, please. Um, and the amount of people that just like sit in the parking lot and have like tailgates up and have like conversations. I saw a group of ladies, they had to be in their like 60s or 70s. And there's like five cars and they were all in lawn chairs, like talking to each other. And it's like, these are the kind of things when, when you realize you don't have anything else, like you can't go, you can't go to bars you can't, yeah. you can't go to restaurants. You have to actually like be face to face with someone. I mean, a zoom call is a little different, but when you're, when you want that real human interaction and yeah. you're trying to still be smart about it, um, doing those things, it's, it's, it's crazy how much people value that time. Then the amount of times people are putting down phones now that mm-hmm. they're just like, you know, I don't, I don't need to be on this all day. Why don't, why do I need to be on Facebook? Because I know everyone's doing the exact same thing. Nothing. Yeah. They're doing nothing. The only time I'm mm-hmm. ever on my phone is to do something with the podcast or with Hangry or, or something like that. And it's like, other than that, I don't even know where my phone is half the time. I mean, it's also like 
microscopic. I got with a little tiny palm phone. Um, so it's like, I lose it, but, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's like it to be on the devices and stuff like that. It's, it's just not needed. And Kayla being, you know, uh, unemployment as well because the the dental offices and stuff which will be reopening um but she's been home and it's been nice to be like oh we can have breakfast lunch and dinner together and we can do these things and we're having like talks and talking about things that not that they're things we never talked about before but it's like now we're being mm-hmm. intentional like, and i think like you said you, you went back to that a couple times like the intentionality of all this makes yeah. a big difference and there's forced intentionality because Right. Like, twice or Well, we're here. We're on grandma under the seat. Um, like, you know, like my family, this place is big enough, like, we could be in different parts of the house and not see each other. Like, it's super absolutely to go up here, but we, we sit down at the same table, you know, and we, we plan things um, for, like, the, uh, Maggie and I are reading the Harry Potter series together through book four and it's you know nightly reading that's how we, that's that's what we do get together before she goes down to go to bed and but we also or got us uh, movies for christmas so we'll read a book we'll watch the movie together and it's like um actually lost interest he's listening to you he's just yeah fall asleep whatever but like friday Maggie's like, let's watch Harry Potter together. Okay. We're we doing pizza. Yeah, I'll make pizza. And we're all going down the basement and turning on and doing it together. And planning that stuff out ahead of time. So you have something to look forward to. Like that build of anticipation. Like, mm-hmm. hey, bye. Bye is me. Like, it's a stupid little thing. But... But you it gives you reason to get through all of this kind of stuff. It gives you like a, like a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, of, you know what? Yes, yes, businesses are closed down. Yes, we can't go out to eat. We can't do these things that we normally did. But mm-hmm. we can still have community. We can still be a family and not yeah. have to – and realize that, hey, all of these extra things, they don't really matter. In the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things, it's like, you know, I've talked to a few people about like how much money we're saving right now. Just like, cause you're not going out to eat. You're not going to the breweries. You're not doing that sort of thing. It's like, I was like, yeah, I can't remember the last time I went to Zaftig. They, they haven't taken I, my money in a while. Right. I have my car. I've not filled up the gas tanks that we started because I haven't moved because I'm just going down to the store and that's about it. Well, the store and, you know, picking up. I'm still going to breweries, but <laughs> I mean, you have to though. I mean, it's groceries. You're obviously honestly. essential. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but like, there's, there's a little bit like you know, you know, you you you're regular someplace or you get to know the people there, and it's bigger friends too, and you know, picking up something from them, and it's you know, it's a it's a local business that you care about. You care about the people. And, you know, part of half the fun is, all right, I'm going to have this beer that I like, but also, who am I going to get to see once I pick it up? For sure. That's what we've been doing with uh, Jay Gilbert's is one of, is probably our favorite restaurant in Columbus. And, Mm -hmm. and 
they're doing like 20% off, but they're donating 20%. They're donating the tips to people that were laid off and that sort of thing. So which it's basically like once every 10 days or so, we're probably ordering food from there. And it's like, you know, can we make food ourselves? Yeah. But if we're support a business that we want to come back after this, it's like, you know, let's, let's make that happen. And we're trying to do it with any place that's like, local that's doing that like yeah we can we can support you obviously we're being smart with with how we're spending money with only one income but it's it's being able to support and be that community in any way that we can whether it's you know mm-hmm. you know giving giving food to people from our church or <clears throat> we just had a friend that that adopted um, their second child and Kayla yesterday today and it'll be tomorrow too has just been making meals for them so they have meals for the first week like she's like because I've got time yeah. I'm literally sitting at home like I'll make meals I'll make desserts so they have stuff so they don't have to worry about it you know with a, a one week old baby right. um, but I think we can you know I, I did an episode on time a while back and you know made the thing and we all make the excuse we don't have enough time but, it's, but we all have the same amount of time we just use it <clears throat> to how we want and we have to be more intentional about how we spend that time. And I think that's probably the biggest lesson I've gotten from all of this is, you know, time goes by so fast. And if we worry about things, um, a lot of the what ifs or the unknowns, if you will, your yeah. life's going to f- fly by you. Yeah. And that's, I, I think I think that's what I've done with a lot of my life. Yeah. You know, spend more time either avoiding things, thinking about things by distracting myself or worrying about things that I don't need to worry about because I don't know. And, you know, it's, you're just going to worry yourself now. Yeah. Like, that's what worry does. And you can put your imagination to better use. Yeah. I mean, the amount of creativity that I've seen come from this kind of thing i mean i'm i'm a big fan i've been playing animal crossing since it came out in the switch and stuff and that's just been like game changer in this time and it's like look at all the cool stuff i'm building like it's absolutely useless and it's getting me really nowhere in life however it's yeah. it's getting the creative juices flowing okay <laughs> i the last two weeks i have not uh bought any turnips because i forgot to in the morning and i was like well crap because i was playing too long on saturday and then forget to go in but i had a buddy that sold a ton and actually like he came to my island to like buy some flowers or something like that and then just dropped off a half a million bells and i was like here you go here's your tip i'm like thanks man because i'm i'm really struggling on the money bus because i'm not playing yeah. my turnip game strong yeah it's like that thing too like you're talking about and for you facebook uh, that's doesn't matter but animal crossing you're finding community there yeah and people are connected that way for me facebook that's a lot of a lot of my running friends i don't get to see them so that's why i connect with them there yeah it's, i i'm an and i'm a person who needs encouragement and, and i do pretty well encouraging others Likes on Facebook make me happy, you know. Who knows if there's addiction there? Mm-hmm. But like, I like putting stuff out and then seeing people respond to it. Yeah, hopefully, I've had a good day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and yeah, not not downplaying social media. I just know for me, it was it was a bad thing for me before before all of this, and just from like yeah. a time waste kind of thing. It definitely wasn't a me connecting with people. It was a me like checking in on people, which was not a, a healthy thing to do. But yeah, I mean, social media and this like it's helping us stay connected. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping it doesn't 
doesn't evolve into then as things start, as certain parts of the country start opening up more than the others, it doesn't become a thing where people start feeling depressed that they aren't doing what other people can be doing. And I think that's a very fine line, but I mean, that's social media in general and that sort of, that sort of context. Right. People look at it and vilify it and go, it's easy. It's a tool. Hammer's a tool. You can use it to build a house or you can, you know, end up smashing your thumb or hurting somebody else with it. Like it's just how you use it. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, that that's that's a good way of putting it. Um God, I had something else in my mind. Now I can't remember what it was. It works, John. It doesn't matter. It happens. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, like, what do you, for you, coming out of this? What are you hoping that you learn? Like, we, we talked about planning, we talked about improvising, we talked about intentionality. Uh, good luck finding the theme and title for this guy. <laughs> but um, I'm just going to put unknown because I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> that'll work. Um, so, like, what do you want? Life goes back to normal at some point. Maybe it doesn't, because there are things that happen in society that afterwards will forever change. Mm-hmm. Like, Kennedy 9-11. Like, this is going to change society. Mm-hmm. And who knows how it's going to do it. But, good's still going to happen. Um, what do you want to carry with you? If life returns to as normal as we can expect, how do you want your life to change? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think what has carried me through all of this and what I've seen through it is just uh, wanting more of a simple life. Simple, Mm. simple doesn't mean easy. Um, So it's definitely not an easy life, but it's it's getting down to the things that that truly matter and doing things that I enjoy. I mean, I talked about it on on this podcast is for a couple weeks, I didn't release an episode and it's because I didn't feel like I had anything to say and I'm not just going to do it. You know, the last show was, it was a lot of fun and you know, it was, it was a good time, but a lot of it was, it was way too much work and it didn't, I didn't feel like there was giving any additional value and, and that's what I wanted this to be. So, and it's kind of reinforced that since we got back because we went, uh, we had, we're lucky enough to have the opportunity to go to Australia over Christmas and New Year's. And literally right when we got back, like while we were there is when the stuff started stirring around. So we had already heard it being over in Australia and, yeah. and then coming here and then seeing everything and just kind of seeing it slowly play out. Mm-hmm. While we were there, it's, I made a lot of just like mental shifts of like, you know what, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do things the way everyone else wants to. I mean, and we, Kayla and I have obviously done that, you know, sold the house, downsize, do this, and we're possibly going to downsize it again, and, you know, thinking of other options as well. But it's, mm-hmm. it's trying to be more intentional and, and just have that simple life where everything we do has a purpose and that purpose is, is mm-hmm. furthering um, people helping people in any way that we can, um, and mm-hmm. kind of just being that light for people that need it. You know, it, 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 I cannot tell you the amount of enjoyment I get when somebody listens to the podcast and shoots me a DM and says, Hey, thanks for saying that one thing. And it's a thing I don't even remember saying. Right. And you're like, you know, I'm, I'm glad I helped or I'm glad whatever the case might be. And it's, and, and I have to, I have to remind myself of that when I'm doing these, because, you know, and having people on like you to be, have that conversation back and forth, because I think it's so important to, to remind ourselves why we do anything 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I talked about that before too, is, you know, if, if we don't know our why in doing anything, why the hell are we doing it? You know, it, yeah. you shouldn't just do things to do things. Right. Um, if you don't know your why, you're not going to know your what or how. Right. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't know why you need to get there or what the end of piece is, yeah, it's, right. it's crazy right. how all of those words interconnect. What are you What are you hoping to to learn out out of this whole project? <laughs> like, I think balance. Like, because if I think about life and how it was before, we're busy. We, you know, there's we we started taking improv classes at a local place in Columbus, and it was going to be something I wanted to do. And the wife was like, "Well, I want to do it too." And I was like. You want to make a skate night? Said, yeah, we started doing it. And there was a bunch of people that we'd never met before and basically just knew their names. And but then just doing stuff with them and being yourself. We got to know them really well, really quick without actually knowing any facts about them. Like it was a weird experience that I've never had before. And you know, that was that first six week class became a second six week class to level one to level two because you know let's keep going with these people and we ended up getting out of classes and being like well what's next so let's start performing and make our little improv group and so that became every Wednesday it was practice and I was working you know, working at a brewery so that meant a couple of evenings I was bartending and uh, then there was you know, every couple, at least once a month, we were doing a show. So that was a Friday night or a Saturday that we were committed to that. And it was fun. And it, we're, we were growing as people, um, having new experiences, meeting new people, you know, seeing our kids less. You know, but we felt like that we're doing it okay. And then all of a sudden, all that stopped. Those can't perform if there's no place to perform. Right. It's weird. You know, one practice. one needs the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't practice if you can't get more than 10 people together. And, like, I'm still, on like, Sunday night, Sunday night, um, doing playing D&D over Zoom with at least a couple people from that group. And we're still regularly texting each other and like those relationships have not gone by the way. So it's always gotten together to do virtually to do like some jackbox games and stuff. And, um, but there's, you know, will, will we, will we come out of this and go, well, Hey, let's, let's extend this back. I don't know if that's bad or not. Um, will I find better balance? I don't know. I hope I do. I think I think balance is an interesting one because like you said is it when we come out of it are there's two ways of doing it is I haven't been able to do anything I want to do all of the things right now because I haven't had the opportunity to do said things or um, it's yeah. or it could be the complete opposite of I've been fine with nobody I'm going to stay with nobody and it's finding that it's finding that balance within balance right. that's that balance is different for everybody so I've a very good friend I'm an extrovert, and I, I don't know how many hugs I have for people. <laughs> when I can, I can see people in real life, and there's, there's definitely something like random, like 
on a run over Blackwood Woods and happened to run by my friend and like, his son was behind him. I didn't realize it was him. He was like, hey, Jake. And I was like, hey, hey. like, just, oh, you're there. Like, I can see you. And it's like, that's why I run alone. I don't trust myself to not be like, come here. But give me a hug. Because it's just, it's that. And for me, there's definitely going to be doing some of the, doing all of the things. Yeah. But for that friend, he very much like just being a family and he enjoys sipping his coffee and staring out the window. Like that's what he does for fun. And kudos to him because yeah. he's a great guy. For him, it's not going to be doing all the things. It's going to, I think he's going to be very satisfied just kind of continuing on that same vibe. And for, you know, for me, it's, it's going to be different than for you, Jonathan, and for you know, whoever else is out there. Like, it's, and some of us are going to go out there and be like, woo, and then like, that's a mistake. And others of us are going to be very timid and pass the sound and stuff, but it's, it's trial and error. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole environment we're in right now, especially with this whole coming back to everything. It's like, all right, we're trying to come back to a reality, but what's that reality? How fast does that reality come? What does this actually look like? I mean, you know, there's, there's people that are saying this will be the next, you know, 15, 16 months still that we're going to be seeing the effects of this kind of thing. And it's like, what does that mean? You know, people that, I, you know, I like watching sports and stuff like that, but I'm not like an over crazy sports person as far as like mm-hmm. watching watching college sports and you know the Buckeyes here people go apeshit bananas on it oh, um, baseball dude baseball yeah but but baseball I mean baseball is great I love my baseball but at the same point in time it's like alright I don't I'm not like losing my mind because I'm not watching baseball games where like some people are literally like like what do I need to do there's no March Madness what am I supposed to do with this entire month and you're like well maybe reorganize your priorities um but it's like, who knows until those kind of things come up? Because when you're talking about 20, 30, 40,000 people in a crowded space, you're like, um, I don't know what that's going to look like. So, you know, it's like, I even worry about the races that got postponed to the fall. Like, what does that actually mean? You know, are those things still going to happen and that sort of thing? But it goes back to it is, do we want to have that mindset of worrying about all of these things that we can't control anyways? There's nothing we can right. do. You know, worry's not going to add another day to our life. So why, why waste the time doing mm-hmm. it? Let's plan for what we can plan for and yeah. be able to adjust when we need to adjust. And then, like you mm-hmm. said, it's coming out of it, finding that balance of, um, what is good for, for your life? You know, don't listen to myself or listen to Jake and say, that's the recipe I need. It's, you know, find what works for you because right. for every person, it's going to be different. And I don't, I w- would hate to say like, well, my recipe is the best because it's not. And I know it's not the best. It's the best but for we me. We have no idea what kind of ingredients we're going to work with for these recipes. And yeah, so and it's okay to fail too. Like, like if you're like, okay, this is my plan for how I'm going to do this. And then you're out there and you're like, I need people. And then you go a little crazy. Yeah. And in, in the same way or whatever. But you're like, wow, that's, that's a lot of hugs I gave you. I'm going to out. Yeah. Like that's, you know, it's, we're going to make mistakes. And that's what life is. Yeah, that's and how you grow. This is, this is coming from a guy who has a very real fear of failure. And he's, you know, procrastination is a good thing. It's how I deal with it. I'm not dealing with it. 
Um, but I'm still learning that dreading stuff splurge out and it's better just to go, all right, try this. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Yep. Figure it out. Yep. If it doesn't, uh, if you don't, if you're not afraid of failure or no, you shouldn't be afraid of failure. Failure is what actually is going to help you continue to grow. Right. You know, if it doesn't, if what Pete Castellanic said, he said, if it doesn't, if it doesn't scare you, it's not worth doing. And I, and I believe that wholeheartedly. So, well, Jake, I, I appreciate you being on the show today, man. Well, I appreciate the opportunity not to be on the show, but just to chat with you. Man. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been a fun, it's been a fun conversation. We need to do it more often. Not just, uh, not just once every, uh, international pandemic. Maybe, maybe we'll plan. Maybe we'll improvise. Maybe we'll um, be a little bit more intentional. Man, you just like wrapped it up and put a bow on it. <laughs> we should just redo that 50K again once we can. Just because why not? You know what? Listen, my liver may not be able to do that. That's fine. <laughs> Take another drink. <laughs> All right. Well, I always like to uh, have people connect with you. So how can people uh, connect with you on the socials and such? Um, my handle is Jester to be King. Um, you can, I have a blog because I like to put my thoughts out there. Um, jakeleaves.com. So J-A-K-E-L-E-E-S.com. So I just wrote a poem, pandemic poem, like on Friday. Okay. I don't know if it's good or not, but I it sounded good to me, so I threw it up there. Nice. I'll have to check it out. I have, I have yeah. not seen that one. Man. So, Yeah. Cool. What about you, Johnny? How can I find you? I'm so glad you asked. You can reach out to me on all the socials everywhere at flores.run. Again, you could subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It would be very, very helpful to have people listen to people like Jake and I talk and talk about intentionality and purpose and everything that goes along with it, finding balance in your life, getting through situations such as this. So yeah, leave a review. Uh, you know, you can just give it a star rating. Text review is actually better because of the algorithms and sciences and stuff. Um, but you can also visit the website at www.flores.run. Thanks for listening today. And Jake, thank you again for joining me uh, and having this this wonderful little chat. Perfect. Everyone else, remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. We'll see you guys next week.